0: The Baltimore Ravens lose in disgusting fashion of the Cleveland Browns, 33 to 31 in week 10. We talk about what it means for the Ravens, how they blew this one, the injuries to Marlon Humphrey and Ronnie Stanley and so much more coming up next on this post game reaction, instant reaction episode of Locked on Ravens. You are locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ostryker of Ravens Wire here with you on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for being here on this not so fun defeat Sunday. Making Locked On Ravens your first listen each and every day or evening. Now, we're free and available on podcasting platforms that includes in video form on YouTube and anywhere you get your audio podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Ravens is brought to you by Game Time. Down on the Game Time Matt, create an account. Use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off of your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We are back here with again not not a fun one to talk about as Baltimore loses by the final score of thirty three to thirty one. For the Ravens, though, it was a missed opportunity for sure. The Browns played really sloppy in this game. The Ravens had plenty of opportunities. Now, I'm not trying to excuse how Baltimore played. They were also very sloppy, made multiple poor decisions. We'll get into all of that. But they fall to 7-3 and on the season and could have really taken advantage, giving Cleveland a loss. And then also with Cincinnati losing to Houston, could have – Distance themselves even further from them with a big Thursday night matchup incoming. So we'll talk about what, what happened in this game. Also the injuries to Marlon Humphrey and Ronnie Stanley, John Harbaugh, didn't give any updates at his post game presser, but we will talk about what it could mean if those two are out either for a long time or hopefully not the season. And we'll talk about what's next for the Ravens, because I think it's really important to look ahead. Now we still have to talk about what went wrong. They have to fix that stuff, but there's a lot to, work on for Baltimore, lots to talk about here today. So again, we're a five-day week Ravens podcast here just quickly. Also, we do live shows after every game like this. So be sure to subscribe, follow along in audio form, the communities we've built here. It's awesome. Also on subtext, if you want to subscribe over there, links in the description below here are bringing your Ravens news, analysis, updates, the best daily coverage here for the Baltimore Ravens. And i I just want to start here. I mean, <laughs> it's honestly tough. I don't know where, I don't know where exactly to start. I think let's start with the offense first, because we saw a lot of good things in the first half for the offense. I thought that Baltimore was doing some good things, but then you move to the second half, and I don't know what happened with the play calling, but all of a sudden the Ravens begin to abandon the run, and it was these throws where the Browns defense, they lose Denzel Ward. They lose Juan Thornhill. So you're, you're putting in a bunch of guys who, you know, Martin Emerson is not bad and guys like Grant Delpit are still out there, but the Ravens offense just would not, was not able to capitalize. And I think a lot of that, it was execution for sure. Lamar threw that ball to Rashad Bateman at the end of the first half, which was just severely underthrown. He took the blame for that as he should have. But it just, the, the timing wasn't there. There was the one, obviously quick hitter to Odell, a 40 yard touchdown, but it just seemed like there was no rhythm. And there were some fluke plays like like the ball getting tipped up for a pick six that rarely happens, but you got to deal with it. And the fact that the Ravens were in that situation was because they could not slam the door on this Cleveland Browns team. And, you know, I I don't want to just rag on the offense because it wasn't like they were horrible the entire game, but it's what we've been talking about the entire season, where if this team has pure and clear Super Bowl aspirations, they're going to be a team that can more often than not play a full consistent 60 minute football game. It doesn't have to be all 60 minutes, right? It'd be ideal if it was, but these AFC North games are, you know, tough games. They're gritty games. They're grinded out games, but Baltimore is in such a good position at half. Their defense was doing what their defense usually does, which is that bend don't break. Yeah. You know what? You can get into the red zone. You can take the short stuff on us, but we're not going to let you score in the red zone. And they held Cleveland to three points each time they were down there so nine points at the half for Cleveland compared to 17. but after that 17 point first quarter Baltimore scored 14 for the rest of the game and Cleveland just it was it was domination all across the board for Cleveland in the second half for the most part Cleveland had a 10 minute drive they held the ball for about 10 minutes more than the Ravens 34 15 compared to 25 45. And that's the kind of game that Cleveland wanted. They were taking the short stuff to David Njoku with some trickles in there of, all right, we're going to throw a 15-yard pass to Amari Cooper. But Njoku was bullying the Ravens offensively, defensively in the trenches. Baltimore was bullied there, too. And you could tell Cleveland was playing with a sense of purpose in the second half. Baltimore, to me at least, did not have that same amount of urgency and you could see it third down. Baltimore went two of eight. That you you can't win games like that in the red zone. Baltimore went one of two and held Cleveland a two of five. That should honestly be enough. But only two red zone attempts for the Ravens. They just get didn't get down there. Nothing. Look, it was because Keith Mitchell had the long touchdown. Odell had the long touchdown. That doesn't tell the whole story, obviously. But. At at the end of the day, Cleveland ran 25 more total plays than the Ravens did. 75 compared to 50. Now, Baltimore averaged more yards per play. Obviously, that is aided by long plays from Keith Mitchell, multiple of those. And you have the Odell Beckham touchdown. But on the day, Lamar went 13 of 23, 223 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. One of those is squarely on Lamar's shoulders, the under third Rashad Rashad Bateman. The other one, I will say, you know, the ball just gets tipped at the line. But it, it was plays like that. It was the tipped interception. It was the blocked field goal where the Ravens, they lose this game by two. If Tucker hits that field goal, they win it by one. So it's just the Ravens had a ton. look, the Browns, it's frustrating to me at least because the Browns looked, at least in the first half, really bad. And in the second half, they made their fair share of mistakes, two holding calls or two defensive holding calls in the red zone where Baltimore was going to be limited to a field goal. They score the touchdown instead. James Perche fumbles to get them in that situation, and obviously it took a long time, points are points, but it wasn't as efficient and wasn't as urgent. In my opinion here, and we, we have the chat popping here, obviously, David Garcia, one of the listeners over here, locked on Ravens saying it's OK, Ravens, shake it off. There's a lot of football to play, big dogs and up South Q saying exactly, David, it was a good game. We just have to beat the Bengals. And and that's a good point there from up South, because now I think in Bobby Trossett, who does great work over at Ravens vault and other places, too. He said, "Ultimately, this game against the Bengals on Thursday does it become a must-win game?" Bobby thinks so. I honestly think it—it's almost at that category right now because we still have a two-game lead on the Bengals, and or I think it, yeah, two-game lead on the Bengals, or maybe it's one—I can't remember the exact records right now. I'll look them up. But the AFC North is so tight right now; you gotta win that game. If you don't win that game, your your divisional record drops to two and three. And your conference record drops even further. So that's really bad as well. Now, Kamal in here saying we're going to bounce back. Ravens fly for life for sure. I mean, I think that the Ravens, there is a bounce back opportunity, but that doesn't, I think, make this game any less frustrating, especially because it was right there for the Ravens. And what have we seen? This Ravens team can beat themselves. But look, you got to give credit to Cleveland a little bit in terms of they they took it to the Ravens in the second half. The Ravens were out-physicaled. But in both trenches, offensive line, defensive line, the Browns teams have had some level of difficulty consistently running on the Ravens in this game. Jerome Ford averaged 6.3 yards per carry. I was a big Jerome Ford guy. He was my draft crush last year. Cleveland got him running back-wise, and then my draft crush this year was Keith Mitchell running back-wise, and so I'm the one for two on those. But it seemed like in this game, we'll get into this defensively too, the Ravens missed what? Maybe six tackles that were either – at the line of scrimmage are behind. They missed multiple sacks in this game. We've talked about that for years here on this show. Many people have talked about it as well. And, you know, Felix saying SMH, SMH, I think that's the mood of a lot of the fan base right now. But up south saying the Browns are a good team. We didn't lose to a bum team. I agree. I agree. The Cleveland's not a bad team. And especially when you when you take into account the divisional aspect of things. Yeah, these games get weird really quickly. But I think it's frustrating because it comes at the hands of a team. Deshaun Watson was clearly injured, and I mean, look. Despite everything that's going on with him, he was motivated in this game. It felt like there was there was some extra edge to Deshaun Watson in the second half. It didn't look like that in the first half, but I don't I don't know what happened. Something flipped for him. The Browns were pushing. David Njoku was it just the Ravens did not have the same fight that I've seen from them, and it was a loss. Justin Madibike called it a loss that shouldn't have happened. I mean, I definitely agree with that. It was it was definitely a loss. This shouldn't have happened as well. And a comment here from Ajean Bull saying, the Harbs consistently makes mistakes and even good coaches get fired for after just two to three times. Only conclusion after 10 years is the organization cares more about vanity than results than giving them money. We're going to talk about that in the second segment. That's a loaded comment there. We're going to talk about it and a lot more coming up in the second part of this live edition of Locked on Ravens coming to you after. Again, the Ravens disappointing and quite frankly disgusting. 33-31 to lost to the Cleveland Browns in Week 10, so be sure to stay tuned. We still have a lot to get to here on Locked on Ravens. First, this episode is brought to you by Game Time. And look, if you were at the game, you probably bought a ticket there. I don't know how frustrating the ticketing experience was to get those tickets, but for me, I've had a lot of those, whether it's... Not being able to find out if the seats were good or not. Sometimes last-minute tickets weren't available. Sometimes for me, I can't even find good deals anywhere. But you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying those tickets to your next big event because game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And they have killer last-minute deals, all them prices, views from receipt, and the best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. In the game time app, obviously, there's a big game. We talked about it coming up for the Ravens, that Bengals game Thursday night football. You can find tickets over on the game time map there. Plus there are cottages in the Baltimore area. There's a lot over at game time in this area. And they have those last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals as well. And game is the only ticketing app that gives you a complete peace in mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Plus, they're obsessed with finding you ways to help you save money on those tickets. And game Time has deals on tickets right after they started the event, and even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find those last-minute seats. So, I guess we're going to buy tickets on down Download the game time app. Create an account. And use code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code LOCKDOWNNFL, spelled NFL for 20 dollars off download game time to the tickets lowest price guaranteed we're back it's our second segment of locked on ravens kevin oschreicher still talking with you here thank you thank you for tuning in after a loss i know it's really tough to honestly consume any content regarding your team when a loss especially a frustrating loss like this happens. so i appreciate you spending time with me getting your thoughts out and, and the frustrations whether good thoughts bad thoughts i appreciate you spending some time with me here on locked on ravens now let's get back to the comment from margin pull. And I think for me, John Harbaugh, and I've said this, if if this is your first time listening to the show, first of all, thank you for tuning in. But if you listen to me every day, you've heard me say this before. If the Ravens make the playoffs this year and lose in the wild card round or the divisional round, in my opinion with the way the Ravens' seasons have gone. You can talk about injuries, this, that, and the other. A change needs to happen. Now, the Ravens have gotten rid of two coordinators in two years, Don Martindale last year, Greg Roman this past off-season. Where do you go next? Do you fire the special teams coordinator and give John Harbaugh another year? Or do you continue to live with this complacency of, hey, we're going to be a a pretty solid regular season team, but then when the playoffs happens, we shrink. Now that hasn't happened yet. so a long way to go in the regular season. And obviously the playoffs haven't started yet too. I'd anticipate this Ravens team makes the playoffs. But for John Harbaugh, there is a sense of, at least in some of the fan base I've noticed, of how long is too long. We've seen long 10 years of Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin and John Harbaugh, and all 10 years are different. But for the Ravens, I, I don't know where they go after this season if it doesn't result in at least an Asian championship game. Again, we're, we're far from that point. But games like this, I think, are frustrating in the fact that whether it be certain getting ready situations, I don't know. But John Harbaugh, I think this is a big year for him, especially if things don't go to plan as well. Evan in the chat saying tough loss. One of the Ravens face adversity in the second half. It's like that SpongeBob meme where they threw out his name old problems continue to haunt the team. I mean, some of those, look, the missed sacks, the missed tackles, all of that is just so frustrating for this team, especially when you talk about how good they have been and how honestly, how good they've shown they can be. Like, it's not just to Oh, well, the Ravens have been kind of iffy this year and they, they, they've been okay. So this loss was, it's like fine a loss like this for a team that has such high aspirations for a team that, that has appeared so locked in for most of the season, the way they dominated in this first half and then obviously come out in the second, just honestly flat is what it was. Now, again, they score seven in the third, seven in the fourth, but Cleveland I think just out hustled them out physical them. And in, in that to me was where the the big turning point happened. If there was a turning point in this game, I mean, look, I thought it was the James Perche fumble, honestly. I thought that would turn the tides back. Baltimore has a two-score lead, and you're kind of done with it because Cleveland's offense. But the Ravens' defense was getting pushed off for their spots, and you know what a big turning point was, in my opinion, honestly? Marlon Humphrey going down. Marlon Humphrey going down was huge. You could see the Browns begin to gain confidence in the passing game. Humphrey goes down, and, and we, we will talk about the injuries. Obviously, no updates from John Harbaugh about those right now. We will see if those are season-ending injuries with Marlon Humphrey. Obviously, the other one I'm referring to is Ronnie Stanley. Now, there was an injury to Humphrey. I, you know, later he he comes into the game with a hamstring. They play him in the game. The slow-motion replay of the Humphrey injury was non-contact. No one around him. He goes down and he grabs the lower the lower back of his leg. And that can mean a couple of things. Now, the one that everybody's talking about right now is a torn Achilles. Obviously, when that happens to players, and I I, multiple times talking about Achilles injuries, obviously the Ravens have gone through multiple as well, and and obviously other sports, baseball, basketball, whatever you want to say. When the Achilles happens, it's a pop, and it essentially snaps. And what it feels like is someone kicking you in the back of the leg, and this happened with Carl Anthony. I'm going to put basketball into it for a second. Carl Anthony Towns last year against the Washington Wizards. He has an injury that kind of looks similar. Now he he goes down and he kind of jumps and looks back. Now, Humphrey didn't look back, but that was a severe. It wasn't a torn Achilles for Carl Anthony Towns. It was a severe calf strain when everybody thought that was a torn Achilles for him. Now, Carl Anthony Towns missed about four or five months, so... If it is the same injury Carl Anthony Towns suffered, it's obviously better for the long-term prospects of the future from Roland in terms of his recovery, but that probably still ends his season if it's the same type of injury Carl Anthony Towns suffered. If it's a, if it's a torn Achilles, obviously it ends his season this year and probably, depending on recovery for him, might trickle into next year. So that's a huge one. Again, I haven't seen any updates on that right now. We're coming to you right about an hour after the game right now, so maybe there'll be an update tonight or tomorrow, and when that happens, if, if they are season-ending injuries for Humphrey and or Stanley, we'll go live back here on Locked on Ravens. I'll be sure to turn notifications on for that. But you could see that Rocky Austin was having some trouble, made a couple of plays, but had some trouble. He decked Charles Tillman out of, or Cedric Tillman excuse me, out of bounds. was peanuts, right? Charles Tillman, Marlon Humphrey. But decked Cedric Tillman out of bounds and was like, what did I do? Well, you disrupted the receiver's path when the ball's in the air. So I think that Humphrey not being out there was huge for them. Look, we can talk about Brandon Stevens playing admirable football, but Marlon Humphrey would be a huge loss for them as well. Evan, again, yeah, that's a good comment from him saying, all problems because the missed sacks. Again, that's another big thing as well. Uh, yeah, Margin, again, still talking about John Harbaugh for 10 years, has been everyone's fault besides the common nominator, which is Harbaugh. Yeah, again, at a point, you have to kind of, well, they fired both coordinators and they've done this and they've done that. And where are we, if it's a divisional loss or a wild card loss, I think at that point, you kind of got to make a, make a decision. Dylan saying Mitchell should be getting more touches. Let's talk about Keaton Mitchell for a second. Good point by Dylan. Keaton Mitchell had a great game, but was not fed the ball enough. Three carries for 34 yards, had that long 39 yard touchdown. Also one carry or one reception, excuse me, for 32 yards. He averaged 16.5 yards per touch. He had three touches in the first half, only one touch in the second half. He got his last touch, I believe, two minutes ago in the third quarter. I mean, look, we, we heard all week the Ravens saying, oh, Keaton's, you know, he's done this right and he's earned a bigger role. I mean, the Ravens should act like it then, right? I mean, they need to – if they give him all this praise – and it wasn't like he had two carries for – negative two yards. And it's like, Oh, okay. Well, it's not working. It was clearly working. He had the juice, his, his jump cut on his touchdown to work it up field and just turn on the burners. That's that's speed that not a lot of players have. I get that it didn't work on his last two touches, but I mean, you got to keep feeding the guy, especially when Gus Edwards did not have a strong game in this one, all things considered 11 for 24. That's 2.2 yards per carry for him. I mean, Keaton Mitchell, even with a negative seven yard run, and a two-yard run averaged 11.3 yards per carry on three touches. That, that That's incredible to me, and I think that the Ravens definitely should have given him more touches, and the fact that they didn't is, is pretty unexcusable as well. Uh, let's see. Victor's saying, so many unnecessary sacks for Lamar, just getting the field goal range. Yeah, the Ravens were definitely in field goal range, and what was it, two straight sacks by Lamar to knock him right out. That's stuff where, again, in a two-point game, you get Justin Tucker on the field, you win by one. That, that's just what happens. Cedric saying team needs a bye week. We just didn't have the physicality today. Yeah, their bye week is coming late. It's going to be, I mean, but the thing is we're in week 10 right now. They still have two huge games coming up against the Bengals and the Chargers before that bye happens. So maybe it's going to be without Marlon, maybe without Ronnie Stanley too. Now the Stanley play, there wasn't a replay. I, I, at least I didn't see one. Maybe there was, but the the reports is that he got rolled up on. And, you know, we saw what happened. He was pounding the turf in a lot of pain. On a five-day turnaround, that's rough. Kevin Zeitler goes down. He said, we'll see when it comes to playing. I mean, other guys that went down. Who else went down? Zay Flowers went down for a minute. He came back in. Jadavion Klein went down for a minute. He came back You, Travis Jones limped off the field. I mean, there were injuries galore in this game for the Ravens after they'd stayed relatively healthy. So hopefully it's nothing serious for those guys. But again, I think a bye week, as Cedric said, would come in handy for them as well. Justin saying, got to get keeping more touches. Yep, lightning in a bottle For sure. Now Margin has an interesting point about the trade deadline, or Majin, excuse me, has an interesting point about the trade deadline. Ravens punted at the trade deadline and that decision is Asian-like milk seems to be an annual tradition. We'll talk about that because that is an interesting comment and I want to get into it as well. Majin with the good comments here. So we'll be talking about that in the final part of the show. We still have a lot to get to on this live edition of Locked On Ravens once again coming to you after Baltimore's did pretty disappointing. I think that's the word I'll use, pretty disappointing. 33 to 31 loss to the Cleveland Browns in week 10. First, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. And I know a lot of people had high hopes for this game for the Ravens and the Browns, but unfortunately for the Ravens side of things, it didn't work out for maybe Lamar. Keaton Mitchell touchdown though. If you if you picked Keaton Mitchell touchdown, you're, you're living large at least, and you can score early the season with, with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet. That's one hundred and fifty bucks if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, again, there's no better place to get in on that action. GAB is super easy to use, as a wide range of betting options and include the spreads, player props, over unders, and a lot more. So maybe for the Ravens and Bengals game, that bet, hopefully better result for the Ravens, but. There'll be probably some good props over there on FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. We're back rounding out Lockdown Ravens. Kevin Ostriker still live with you here on this Sunday evening edition of the show Baltimore Falls 33-31 to the Cleveland Browns. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Again, right after the Ravens lose, it's always tough. I appreciate that. I appreciate the communities we've built. It's been awesome to see all that forming here and be sure to subscribe, follow along as well in audio form and video form. And if you're catching it live here, but maybe you can't catch it live another time, be sure that you can catch it right in audio form after the fact. They're posted pretty pretty soon after the fact. I'm trying to catch up on comments here. We got the comments rolling. I'm not sure I'm going to try to get to all of them, trying to do a speed run. But let's get into the comment from Eugene here who says, again, Ravens punted at the trade deadline and that decision is aging like milk. I, I, I mean, I get it because – Having a Derek Henry, a Saquon Barkley, a Josh Jacobs, that would be fun, right? But for the most part, if Baltimore's offensive line plays better, I think that decision, at least this week, would look a lot better. Maybe if you want to talk about adding a corner, maybe if that's what you're talking about, I can understand that. I think Adante Jackson and Rasul Douglas would have been a big move for them to make as well. I see Rob Cunningham saying, saying amazing win Cleveland. So we got some Browns fans, it feels like, in the chat too. But yeah, Justin saying giving up 17 yards on second and 19 is inexcusable, cost us the game. And Zach saying they might be a little confused on the defensive end trying to get Snow Williams and Hamilton on the field together as well. Yeah, they're going to have some decisions to make for sure about how they utilize those guys. You can't really run base because it takes one of those guys off the field. So three safety looks as a Kyle Hamilton in the slot. Do you move off from the lead off at the sideline at that point? We'll see. Uh, let's see. Good America official, never thought a 33-point game could look so ugly. I could tell they're going to blow the game in the fourth. It You could feel it, couldn't you? I agree. Uh it, it was a lot. Yeah, well, 31 was the Ravens score, 33 the Browns. But you could tell the momentum kind of got sucked out of the stadium, and it, it was rough for them because Cleveland had opportunities throughout the game, but so did Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore had opportunities to put Cleveland away, and they just could not do it as well. And Antonio Clark, I agree with this point here after the muffed punt, the game should have been in the bag. 1000%. I, I 1000% agree with that point. That should have been the game and Baltimore had a tough time getting it in the end zone, but they did, they were up two scores and that should have been it as well. Uh, John saying we were winning for more than 59 minutes in this game. Yeah. The Ravens were, have been trailing the least amount of time in the NFL all season. It's about sixty minutes more, sixty minutes less. Excuse me. They've been trailing. I think it was twenty-eight minutes for the Ravens and like eighty-three or something for the Chiefs. They're the next closest team. Baltimore's barely trailed this year. Imagine trailing for twenty-eight minutes all season. We're ten weeks in all season, and you got three losses out of that. It's just you know these fourth-quarter leads, these late-game collapses. They cannot continue to happen. Justin saying Marcus Williams is a liability on D. It's his first game back. I'll I'll give him some slack, but. I thought he made a play or two, but I didn't really notice him a ton in this one as well. Uh, John saying, we got out coach today. Yeah, I thought Kevin Stefanski made some good plays, but Cleveland was sloppy. Sloppy, sloppy for a lot of this game. Now, I'll give him credit in the second half. They came back, they did their thing, but yeah, I don't know. It, w- it was tough. Justin saying, our two worst statistical games defensively this season when Marcus was on the field and not healthy? Well, I don't know where the health situation is for Marcus at this point. I would have thought they'd give him enough time to come back from both the arm and the hamstring thing but we'll see uh, Aaron saying I'm pretty objective. The Browns basically scored on every play. He told me we would be up 14 Lamar had nearly picked pick, covered from it. We couldn't get off the field. I'd say you're crazy. Yeah. Even like the first, the second play of the game was it. Yeah. Kyle Hamilton with the pick six, you're thinking, all right, that gives you enough cushion. They go up early. They, they have the dominant first quarter, first half, you know, there was some the interception and things, but I thought Baltimore played well enough in the first half to win the game then. And then the second half, again, they come out the Odell 40-yard touchdown. But, but the second half, they did not play winning football. And I, I just didn't think that they wanted it as badly as Cleveland did. Uh, Island Vibes say, Monkey put Mitchell on a milk carton. Yeah, in the second half, do went missing when he was doing so well. I My only explanation, and I'm not trying to justify it, I'm just trying to explain it is that the Ravens felt like against that huge Browns front, they needed a bigger bruiser back in there, but it didn't work. I mean, Keaton Mitchell was giving you some juice. I get that he had a couple of like net negative plays in terms of like negative seven yard rush and the two yard rush, which wasn't great, but Gus Edwards wasn't doing you many favors also. So Mitchell definitely deserved more as well. Uh, Let's see. Brown grass saying the simple truth is Baltimore has a better quarterback and honestly a bit better defense, but you wouldn't swap Watson for Jackson. Uh, things will work out unless the plane crashes in week 12 on the way to LA. I mean, I think that for Baltimore, their roster is still good, right? I think there's a lot to talk about when they they have the opportunity to recover. But this loss, you know, you kind of look at it, and you might be looking at it in January and say, man, I really wish the Ravens would have had that one because it might come down to a game with how the AFC is kind of shaped up, how the AFC North is shaped up, right? I mean, there's a lot to work out. Uh Jim Taggart saying maybe Baltimore should steal someone else's team. <laughs> God, I mean, I know there's that rivalry. I, I get it, but I don't know. Baltimore has some work to do. Uh Yamil saying Phileley coming up now, the line is on fire. I mean, there's gonna be some conversations. Hopefully, Morgan Moses can be back next week. And if Stanley has to miss some time, hopefully not. But if he does, Pasha Merkey can flip back over to the left side. Uh Chris saying greetings from Germany. That's cool. I appreciate you tuning in, Chris. Tough loss, but we always come back stronger. I mean, that's what has been where the Ravens have kind of been flip-flopping a lot in terms of performances. Seattle dominant week seven, Cardinals almost lose that game week eight, Seahawks dominant week nine, then they come back and play this game in week 10. So hopefully the trend continues and the Ravens can bounce back against the uh, Bengals in week 11. Uh, let's see, I see up South, I think, responding to a comment earlier. We got a lot of comments here saying you have to fire Harbs if that happens. I think that's referring to the divisional or wild card as well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, again, do speed rushing through the comments. Kobe saying our pass rushers not taking advantage of the Browns back of offensive linemen. Yeah, the way that, with Conklin and Jedrick Wills and Dewan Jones being out, the fact that there it wasn't more dominant for the Ravens, and at least in terms of getting the guy, like getting Deshaun Sean Watson on the ground, they couldn't do it. And that was disappointing for sure. Uh, let's see. Gun uh, America saying they got reckless up two touchdowns in the fourth, refused to run the ball. I was a little flabbergasted at the fact that they decided to move away from the run so much. I, I do think they maybe got a little too cute as well. Uh Let's see. Kobe when McDonald's scheme isn't working, and depending on our edge players make a play, it's non-existent. They tried to be aggressive, but what was happening was Deshaun Watson was flipping it out to David Njoku, flipping it out to Kareem Hunt, flipping it out to Jerome Ford, quick shots to Elijah Moore. That's what you're supposed to do, and the Ravens couldn't recover, especially when they are being out physical as well Dante saying I jinxed all the injuries Dante oh man I really hope it's not anything serious for those guys I I look what I said what what Dante is referring to is I said that since week through the Ravens have been pretty healthy and I mean this was a game that maybe could have shifted the Ravens season in terms of injuries now every team obviously can't stay healthy for the entire season everybody goes through it but the Ravens seem to go through it a lot more than others. So we'll see. They had a good, good stretch of not injuries but this game was not that as well. Uh, good America saying every Ravens loss happens the same exact way. Yeah. It's, there are definitely similarities as well. Um, let's see. We, we got more comments as well in here. Dylan saying, where's Darby who was really good when Humphrey was out earlier in the season. If Humphrey's done, or if he's going to miss some time, we're definitely going to have to see. Um, we're going to have to see him in this game as well. I mean, there are going to be this, the next man up mentality. It worked for the Ravens early in the season. If Humphrey and if Stanley have to go down or have to miss time by going down, we're gonna have to see some Ronald Darby out there. Maybe some some Patrick McCarry, some Daniel Falele. It's it's gonna be very very interesting what this team is able to do. Uh, Justin saying, don't think Monk understands the AFC North is won by playing smashmouth football. Stop trying to get cute. Doesn't work over here. Yeah, play calling was suspect for me especially in the second half. I just don't think Todd Munkin was reading game flow very well. And it'd be one thing if it was, Oh, it was only in this game. It's been multiple times this season. I just think the adjustment period has been a little slower than I thought coming into the year where sure it was going to take some time. Right. But at the end of the day, I just think that it, you got to hit your peak. Not now you got to start. You got to start moving up to that point. And I don't know. Baltimore has a lot of stuff to work through. Uh, Jadavian Clowney, uh, Justin saying, hope he's good. I think he is. He came back in the game. Being not the offensive lineman, having Falele out there, at left tackles recipe for disaster. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Ben Cleveland comes in. That, that It was rough. The Ravens were dealing a ton with injuries in this game as well. <laughs> Chris just go $15 million for Odo Beckham Jr. He, he had a play at the touchdown. I mean, I'm not blaming this one on Odell for sure. But let's see. Christie's saying Brown's more physical. Watson outplayed Lamar badly in the second half with 13 tackles. I mean, yeah. This was a game that Baltimore probably should have won, especially when it comes down to their injury situation and what happened with Cleveland's tackles. But Baltimore suffers injuries of their own and they just couldn't recover from what was going on as well. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking I'm looking through all these comments, I'm probably not going to be able to get to all of them. Uh, just, we have so many in here, uh, usual suspects saying Cleveland's defense kicked in Watson only completed like 20% of his passes in the first half, as opposed to him returning in the second half, going 13 for 13 before I stopped checking. Yeah, it was night and day between the first half and the second half, just, <laughs> just saying same try to help us out. Raven legend, by the way, James Perche trying to give the Ravens back the game, but unfortunately Baltimore, even though they didn't do much with it, but I don't know. There, there's a lot to look forward to for the Ravens moving forward, but there's also a ton to clean up. And if they can't clean it up, there's going to be less and less to look forward to as the year goes on as well. So all in all, Baltimore played a sloppy second half game. Was it was honestly disgusting how they lost this one. It feels icky in my opinion, and we still are going to get into this throughout the course of the rest of the week as well. Baltimore still up in the AFC North, but Cleveland obviously gets a game on them. Pittsburgh gets a game on him with the win and Bengals coming to town on Thursday night, so we'll see what ends up happening there. So, again, I appreciate you tuning into this live edition of Lockdown Ravens. Thank you so much. Even in the the midst of a loss, we'll be back here at some point, whether it's tomorrow, later tonight, if there's a Marlon Humphrey, Ryan Stanley injury update, or before then, we will see. But I'll see you right back here soon on Lockdown Ravens. Be sure to subscribe, follow along in audio form. Really appreciate it. Be sure to stay tuned. I'll see you right back here soon on Lockdown Ravens.